Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Luna Love of the Podcast acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Araqual people of the Bunjalung Nation, and pays respects to Elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to Luna Love of the Podcast. I'm your host, Jordana Levine. This is a bonus subscriber episode that I release every Monday. And this week, it's going out to all listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. And there's a couple of reasons for that. The first reason is that tomorrow, Tuesday, December 5, so depending on when you're listening to this, my early bird offer for the Celestial Storytelling Level 1 Astrology course is coming to an end. So I wanted to have an opportunity to let everybody know via the podcast and also answer a few questions about the course that people had if they're still umming and ahhing before signing up at the early bird price because that will save you $220. The other reason I wanted to release a bonus subscriber episode to everyone is so you guys could get a taste of what the weekly Monday episodes are all about. What we do is we cover the astrology of the week. So we go a little bit deeper than we do in the free listener episodes and we cover the transits that happen from Monday to Sunday every week. There's some good ones this week that I think will be of interest to many of you. So we're going to cover those. And then usually what we do in the episode is we cover a broader topic around astrology. Now we're not going to do that today because we are going to talk about the course in a little bit more depth. Um, but you know, in past subscriber episodes, we've gone quite deep into Lilith. We've spoken about Chiron. A couple of weeks ago, we spoke about um, the love houses in the natal chart and how to sort of interpret what's going on in those particular houses in your chart. We've done that with career as well. So lots of different things that we talk about. Now, when you sign up to become a subscriber, you don't just get bonus episodes from the minute that you sign up. You get everything that's come before that as well. So when you sign up to become a subscriber for as little as $8 a month, you actually get access to the entire back catalogue of bonus episodes. So that's that's pretty cool, pretty cool deal. So if you do want to subscribe to the podcast after listening to this episode, all you got to do is click the link in the show notes of this particular episode or any past episodes, actually. All right. So welcome, everybody. This is the first kind of week that we're really feeling Sagittarius season for the first time 
without it squaring Saturn. Now, I spoke about that in the Sagittarius season episode, so you'll all remember that Saturn was squaring the sun. And sometimes what happens when Saturn is in a square with a planet, it kind of restricts its expression of it, especially a sign like Sagittarius, which is all about adventure and throwing yourself in and being really optimistic. Saturn's quite serious, right? doesn't really want you to expand. It's a little bit more restrictive. Uh, it's asking for a little bit more self-responsibility. We're Sagittarius, not so much. So, this week is probably the first time since the sun moved into Sagittarius where it's feeling a lot more Sagittarius, for lack of a better, <laughs> better explanation. Sagittarius in the zodiac really is the first time we start reaching outside of ourselves and our intimate relationships. So you'll remember before the sun moved into Sagittarius, it was in Scorpio, and that was all about deep intimacy. Well, now we begin to experience the world, yeah? We're connecting with something that's so much bigger than ourselves. A reminder Sagittarius always bestows upon me is kind of asking myself, like, what are you experiencing? Are you having new experiences or are you living a safe, familiar totally in your comfort zone life. What do you know about other people's experiences? And not intellectually, this isn't Gemini. How does it feel to actually walk in their shoes? Can you expand your horizons? Can you implement new ways of thinking and looking at the world? Sagittarius is all about hope and optimism, right? We spoke about that in the Sagittarius season episode. And I spoke about the symbol for Sagittarius being the archer's arrow and that arrow always being pointed upwards. Yeah, it's so much harder to muster the energy of hope and optimism and faith when you're concentrating on the day to day. Yeah, the details, the kind of thing where you need to have your head down. Sagittarius wants us to expand our vision, look at the bigger picture. And as someone who, I don't know, I'm always looking forward, right? I'm always a few steps ahead in my life. I'm always a few years ahead in my life, to be honest. Like sometimes I find it hard really just to focus on now. I'm like, what's my next big project? What am I striving towards? What's my next goal? You know, what if we spent less time looking forward and a lot more time expanding our vision outwards, yeah? A wider view of what's going on in the present moment. That's what's going on with Sag this week, all right? So all those questions, I want you to contemplate them. Now, the other thing that sort of happened um, quite recently is that Mercury moved into Capricorn. I love when Mercury moves into Capricorn. Um our thinking becomes a little bit more methodical. Our focus is a little bit more practical and sober, for lack of a better word. I always look forward to Mercury moving into Earth signs. Um, every year I find I get a lot more done. My natal Mercury is in an Earth sign. It's in Taurus, so it kind of feels at home. But also 
you know, as a Gemini who is so quick thinking, who doesn't finish a thought (laughs) before I'm moving on to the next one, I love when I have transiting Mercury really grounding me. So perhaps you can relate to that in your own way with your own chart. This is a period we can use to make solid, realistic plans and get organized. Yeah, it's a favorable time to advise, to teach, to guide. Generally, we're more concerned than usual with our reputation and our responsibilities. The sun will be moving into Capricorn uh, at the end of the month. Yeah, yeah, Capricorn season's at the end of December. So Mercury and Capricorn sort of just giving us a little bit of a flavor of that. Then tomorrow, Tuesday, December 5, Venus moves into Scorpio. Deeply passionate relations are the focus with Venus in Scorpio. And I don't just mean romantic relationships. We can bring passion to our professional relationships. We can bring passion to our friendships as well. It's a highly emotional position for Venus to be in. Yeah, that energy is full of intensity. Keep this in mind if you are newly dating someone. Yeah, what is legitimate intimacy and chemistry? And what is Venus in Scorpio, right? Good reminder for all of us. Scorpio is one of those signs that's a little bit all or nothing when it comes to its energy. And relationships tend to be somewhat of a roller coaster ride as a result. There might also be a little bit of fear of being too vulnerable or giving up your power in some way. So just really be conscious of that, right? Be conscious of it as. Venus moves into the sign of passion and intimacy and intensity, but also of jealousy, of manipulation, of power dynamics, of control. All right. So eyes wide open with Venus in Scorpio. There's a lot going on with Venus this week. And if you are a subscriber, you'll know there's been a lot going on with Venus all year. Um, So on Wednesday, December 6, Venus will trine Saturn. This is this is quite nice, actually. With Venus having just moved into Scorpio, a trine with Saturn kind of settles the mood a little bit. You might find your love life is on an even keel during this period. Think stabilizing and steady energy around relationships. But not for too long, because later in the week, things are going to change. Um, but when it is trining Saturn, there's a a new sense of sort of like maturity and realism in existing relationships. They might sort of take on a bit of a practical theme. Um, And depending on what's going on during this transit for you, there's real energy behind the potential of relationships going the distance, right? Now, it's a short transit because Venus moves quite fast. But depending on what comes up for you around, let's say, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of this week, um, in the in the realms of relationships, if we're talking about commitment, if we're having big discussions about um, plans for the future within the relationship, it's a really it's a really good sign. Also on Wednesday, Neptune stations direct. Neptune's been in retrograde in the sign of Pisces since the 30th of June. And today, 
it changes direction. Well, I said that in inverted commas. Yeah, but on these days where where planets station direct after being retrograde, it's quite a pivotal moment. Neptune retrogrades are very subtle, but I tend to notice that my dreams, my visualizations, my fantasies don't really have as much momentum as when Neptune is direct. So if you sort of notice that, perhaps in terms of manifestation, I'm a big visualization gal when it comes to manifestation. I feel like there hasn't been a lot of traction in that area in the last few months. If you can connect with that, you may start to notice that things start to move forward. Yeah, because there's this renewed connection with universal consciousness once Neptune stations direct again and starts moving forward. It's, cut, it's like the energy is stronger once more. If you are a Piscean, you'll probably connect with everything I've just said. If you are a Capricorn, you're probably like, what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> or a Virgo, even. <laughs> you know, I, that is not a language I, I know anything about. It's not that there's like a lack of the universe working with you. Neptune is an outer planet, so it's not that strong. It's not like when she's retrograde, that just doesn't tend to happen. It's just that some of those beautiful, intuitive, um, spiritual, chords that we have to Neptune are not as fired up is maybe a better way of putting it putting it yeah but now that it's moving forward again you might start to notice a little bit more of a difference on Sunday December 10 Venus is going to oppose Jupiter right so it was trining Saturn now it's opposing Jupiter that's a very different energy and you'll notice Maybe in relationships, there might be a bit of back and forth this week. Yeah, between that trine with Saturn and now the opposition with Jupiter. Might start off steady, sensible, maybe even a little bit restrictive, and then becomes expansive, exaggerated, perhaps even a little superfluous. This is how I can see this playing out. Perhaps you're a little bored. Yeah, things are a little monotonous um, in relationships. And then Venus opposes Jupiter and perhaps you create some drama. Maybe you become the drama <laughs> because drama gives us a little bit of adventure, right? My advice is don't rock the boat, yeah, just to feel something. I, as a Gemini, I do that all the time. I love to create a little bit of chaos just to feel something. So if you notice this as the weekend approaches within yourself, try and refrain from that. Try and refrain from that. All right. Um, yeah, that's the astrology of the week, my loves. Nothing particularly huge. All of these energies are quite subtle and all of these transits will move quite fast. But just something to be conscious of, if any of the things I've spoken about in this episode are coming up for you this week, you'll know what's going on. You'll know it's the planets. So try and be reflective. Try and just observe and know that this too shall pass. Um, and perhaps listen to this episode again for a little bit more insight. All right. So Celestial Storytelling, my astrology course, Level 1. The early bird offer ends Tuesday, December 5. Now that is at midnight 
Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time that that will happen. So if you are anywhere else in Australia or around the world, please adjust to your time zone. I will not be extending that offer. And look, here's the thing. This isn't your last chance to sign up to the course. You have until March to do that. This is just your final chance to save 25% off the full price of level one. The early bird price will not be offered again. I will do an early bird for level two because as I've said before, 2024 is the launch of this course. But then after that, there will be no discount going forward. So please, you know, make the most of this price. Now, if you can't get the money together for the early bird, it's okay. There is a payment plan for the full price, which allows you to pay it off over a three month period. So that is definitely an option. Now I've had other customers tell me that if you choose the PayPal option, you can pay in four installments. Now, from what I've gathered from PayPal, that is not open to all PayPal customers. I think, I don't know, but I think you have to use PayPal often to be granted access to that PayPal in four installments, but I'm not sure. But just... If you, if you do want to pay for the early bird in installments, have a look at the PayPal option and see if your PayPal account allows that. I know a lot of people who have signed up are using that option. The exciting news is I've already exceeded my enrollment expectations uh, for the early bird launch. And considering the launch of the course isn't until March 2024, it's really, really exciting. So I'd love you guys to join us. So far, I have 17 people from Australia, eight from the US, eight from the UK, one from Switzerland and one from Canada. Um, And just a reminder to everybody, there are two time slots each week for live calls. So I've tried to create time slots around most of the time zones of people who I feel like will be joining so that you can access the calls live. But remember, if you can't, every live call is recorded. I'll only share one of the recordings since I'm running the same class twice, but every week you'll get access to the recordings. You also get a really chunky workbook each week, which you're going to be able to keep forever. There are so many notes in those workbooks. It's all of the knowledge you need around astrology. And trust me, you will continue to refer back to those workbooks time and time again as you practice more and more astrology. I still look back to my workbooks and I've been studying astrology now for six, seven years. Yeah. Those workbooks will be super handy as well if you're an avid listener of the podcast because it gives you something to refer to when I'm blabbing on about certain planets and certain signs and asking you to see what house a certain sign is in and what planet it's in and all that sort of stuff, right? So you'll have these workbooks and you just continue to look back to them. You're going to love it. Now, there are some questions that I've been getting asked about the course. I put a call out on Instagram. You all had the same questions, which is good. So I'm going to summarize them here. Do you get lifetime access to everything in the course, including the live calls? Yes, you absolutely do. Everything is downloadable. So you'll be able to download all the PDFs. You'll be able to download the videos for for yourself to keep. All right. So there's lifetime access to all of those. 
The next question, do my courses prepare trainees to get certified? That's a really good question. So I can't speak for overseas um, outside of Australia, but I'm pretty sure it's the same. But in Australia, there is an exam called the FAA exam. It's the Federation of Australian Astrologers. They have an exam system that you can sit, right? It gives you a diploma in astrology. Now, diploma of astrology. Now, full disclosure, I've never sat that exam because I don't feel a need to, although if I sat it, I would pass it because I have all the knowledge you need to pass it. But there's no regulatory system around astrology in that you have to have that certification in order to practice astrology. And the other thing is, I think, look, I think astrology is subjective. And I think that there's so many different ways you can interpret placements and although there is an exam around interpretation if you you know like if you google you and you guys have probably done this like if you google a placement in your natal chart there'll be so many different responses to that particular placement right so i'm not saying don't sit that exam by all means people should it's just not important to me now in saying that everything that i teach you in this course can prepare you most definitely for the FAA exam, right? It's going to give you all the knowledge you need to sit it. I don't teach the exact syllabus. Um, The FAA suggests that you study for at least four years, but what you learn in celestial storytelling is an incredible foundation for what's in that exam. And I believe it's taught in a way the way that I teach is it's, it's a way that's really understandable and applicable and usable, usable. And that's the clincher, right? That's something I really struggled to take away from the places I studied astrology. I really enjoyed where I studied astrology, but it took me a really long time to really sort of understand it in my own way and practically apply it. It was just a lot of knowledge. I want you to be able to walk away and use it straight away, right? That's what this course does for you. That's what Celestial Storytelling does for you. But back to the question, do my courses prepare trainees to get certified? Absolutely. Absolutely. And look, if you wanted to take it further, there are FAA um, test exams you can do. After the course, if you wanted to do that, we could do some astrology mentoring to prepare you for those tests. Um, All right. Another question I got is how many hours a week do we sort of have to dedicate to the course? It's up to the individual. Live calls will go for an hour and a half most weeks. Some weeks, maybe in the earlier weeks, it might be a little bit shorter, but in the later weeks, definitely an hour and a half. The notes, like the workbooks you get, I mean, you could read through it in 30 minutes, but I think to like fully grasp what you're learning and really understand it, I'd be dedicating an hour or two a week. Um, If you're a really keen student, even longer. Um, Homework, again, it depends on the week. Some weeks it'll take you 10 minutes. Other weeks, maybe half an hour. Um, But it it should never take you longer than that. Um, So all up, if we added all that together, maybe like three hours of work across the week to dedicate to it. But again, it's up to you. It's up to you. You could just watch the live calls and read through the notes and that's it. So that's, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. Um, Or 
you know, you could really throw yourself into it and spend four or five hours a week on it. Another question I got is, I just want to use this for my own knowledge. Is that okay? Absolutely. When I first started studying astrology, I did it for my own self-awareness and I did it so that I could uh, incorporate it into my yoga classes and the moon circles I was running. Um, But look, if it's just for your own self-awareness and to be able to read charts of your friends, yeah, absolutely. This course is 100% for you. If you want to take it further, if you want to start reading charts professionally, if you want to incorporate it into your coaching business or your uh, yoga business or even, you know, Pilates or movement of any kind, um, life coaching, health coaching, sex coaching, whatever coaching you do, love coaching, relationship coaching, astrology is always really helpful not to just understand your clients but to help your clients understand themselves. Um, so I hope that answered your question. I think that's all of the questions I got really. It was mainly about, um, yeah, the time, the access and who, who will benefit from this course. All right, my love. So that's it. Remember, this isn't your last chance to sign up. It's just your last chance to save $220 off the course. So if you are keen to join me, join me for celestial storytelling, click the link in the show notes of this episode. It's going to take you to a page that tells you everything you need to know about the course, including a week by week breakdown of what you'll learn. So if you're like me and you like all of the information, that page will give you all of the information. Another question I actually got asked on Instagram, which might be worth mentioning here is I've got a listener who is due to have her baby just as the course starts, but she's like, I don't want to miss out. Can I join and then read all the notes and watch all the videos in my own time? Absolutely. You can hundred percent do that. Um, I do mark homework weekly. And it is helpful for you to send the homework in the week that we're doing it. Um, However, if you do get behind, that's okay. I might just be a little late in getting the marking of your homework back to you. Now, I said, and I still am going to hold myself to this, but I said I'm going to mark everyone's homework via voice notes. But the way the course is going and the amount of people that I already have in the course and it doesn't start for another few months, it's going to be a bit of a challenge, but I will get there. You will all have voice notes from me, I promise. All right, my loves, that is it. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to a bonus subscriber episode. Like I said, the content changes weekly. We don't always talk about the course, obviously. We usually talk about another broader topic in astrology that we don't cover in the free listener episodes every week. I'm going to be back later in the week. We're going to be talking about the Sagittarius new moon. It doesn't happen this week. It happens next week, but I wanted to give you enough time to really understand the energy before the new moon arrives. So that episode's going to come out on Friday this week. Until then, I'm Jordana Levine and you've been listening to Lunar Lover, the podcast. Thank you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.